Welcome to On Areas, a podcast about Edgewood High School. I'm your host, Emma Gable. Uh, my guest tonight is uh, Maggie Brooks. Maggie, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. <laughs> Uh, what do you like to talk about today? I'm going to talk about comic books. Ooh, I like those. Yeah, so do I. That's what I'm talking about. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, so let's start out with like a, a history of comic books. Right. Um, so comic books actually are divided like, you when you look at them, you analyze them like history in terms there is a Bronze Age. Well, sorry, first is the Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age, and then the Modern Age, which we're in right now. Um, and for this purposes, I'm really talking more about, like, um, superhero comics, which is, I think, the first thing that people think of when they think of comics. Generally, yeah. So, like, like Archie would not be what I'm talking about. Like, DC and Marvel, mostly. No one's talking about the pulps nowadays. <laughs> no, unfortunate. They've died out. It's okay. Podcasts came back, so maybe they can hey. come back. Yeah, that segue is really nice into the beginning of comic books. So, the first superhero was pro- is... It's not like a shocker. It's Superman. Mm-hmm. So, um, what ha- Superman was the first comic book superhero. It was actually the first time that, that comic books were a thing. Mm-hmm. Before Superman, everything was in a news in the newspaper. So, they, what we still see today, newspaper comics. Um, and then the best of the best would kind of be put into a book that you could buy and read. But it wasn't at comic books as we see now. That started with Jerry Seigel and Joe Schuster. Look at me knowing the names, yeah. yeah. Um, they were the creators of Superman, and they came up with this character and this backstory, and they wanted to put it in the newspaper, but none of the newspaper comics wanted it, mm-hmm. um, which is like a story with every big success. Like, yeah. nobody wanted it, but they were wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was these comic books, and really the only reason why you would put your work or, like, want to agree to be in it was if you were like poor Mm -hmm. or you were Jewish because it wasn't this was back in the 1930s 40s and America wasn't really nice to Jewish people back then yeah um and they were both of these things they were both poor and Jewish so they decided to put Superman in comic books and Action Comics came out with the first issue with Superman and he exploded like everyone loved him it became a big thing um, and it, just more and more superheroes started coming out. Wonder Woman and Batman, um, Catman. Uh, yeah, they're Catman for Catwoman. There's a lot of superheroes lost to time, and I can talk about that later down the timeline, but, like, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman were, like, the first three, and they stuck. They yeah. would not leave. Um, but in the beginning, they just straight up fought crime. I mean, that's what they did. There was, um... Superman was actually a reflection of, like, the immigrant story mm-hmm. with, you know, coming from Krypton and it being destroyed and, um, like, accurately reflected, you know, his creators, which were European Jews. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then it just continued, and um, after Action Comics, the little comic place called Timely got in the game, which would later Ooh. be called Marvel Comics, wow. um, and they got in there with Torch and Submariner, and then they decided the first crossover event, which everyone got together, and they had two people from the comic in one comic. Oh, my God. That's wild. You can do that? Yeah, they can. So this whole big boom of superheroes was considered the golden age. Um, so it was from the 1930s to 50s. 
But then the comic book writers went off to war because World War II happened. Um, and the, the, well, the heroes went to war before the comic writers, actually, because um, there was uh, Wonder Woman and uh, Superman were fighting the Nazis, mm-hmm. most iconically also Captain America in his yeah. very first issue, p- punching Hitler right in the face. Mm-hmm. So the superheroes went to war long before America did. Mm. Um, so it was always kind of pushing like a progressive agenda. Um, I mean, people are saying now, ooh, super comics. No, it was always like that. Yeah. Even it was like that so much that um, there was this psychologist. He was a wacko, and he he found a correlation between juvenile delinquents and reading comic books. Mm. And so he published a thing called The Seduction of the Innocent. (laughs) Basically, he had a whole book where he talked about how comic books were evil and they're teaching our kids horrible things. And they got, there was like a Senate meeting about it and they were like, comic books are bad. We cannot let kids be reading these because most of the readers were kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, from the very beginning, old Stan Lee was like, because he was he was the the first Marvel dude. Like he mm-hmm. he's been around for a while. It was like maybe we should pitch to older kids, and they're like, no, it's the small mm-hmm. children that are reading these. So yeah, it wasn't good time for comics. A lot of comics died out. Mm-hmm. Um, really, only the world's finest, which is Batman, Superman, um, and Wonder Woman, survived in DC because there was a there was a thing called the Comics Code Authority. Mm-hmm which was actually created by the comics makers Mm -hmm. because they didn't want to... They didn't want to be banned, so they regulated themselves. Mm. So they got... It it started the Silver Age because it wasn't as... People think that it never got as good as it did during the Golden Age comics. Um, When when the uh, writers went off to war, it kind of started the thing where the writers themselves didn't have the rights to their characters... Mm -hmm. So the two dudes who wrote who wrote and illustrated Superman, they tried to sue for the rights to the character, and they never got it. Mm. So, and that's a lot of comic fans will talk about how they think that some writers are better than others, and some characterizations are better than others. And that really started when with World War II, when the um, it became a corporate thing, mm-hmm. and with the Comics Code Authority, when it all became corporate, and like they add they. They took away, like, they added Batgirl because Batman and Robin, they were like, that's gay. Yeah. But it's great because Batwoman is uh, a lesbian. Heck yeah. Nah. So, yeah, and the, um, so, but they eventually got out of it. So they survived the, this whole siege of the comics. And that's, like, when Justice League came out. Um, and, well, actually, Fantastic Four was the first superhero team up. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really, um, it was like a brand new thing. Wow, these superheroes are a team, but they weren't just a perfect team. They were, they had real human struggles, and they weren't, they weren't cohesive. So, from that, the legend goes that the Marvel and TV, not TV, goodness, um, Marvel and DC executives met um, on a golf course, mm-hmm. and they talked about uh, the Fantastic Four, and out came Justice League. And with the Justice League came the revival of characters like The Flash and Green Lantern, which were made with the Golden Age with um, Superman, but mm-hmm. they didn't like him as much. So they like pretty much killed him off and brought new characters that were in the same outfits and same name as everything. Mm-hmm. 
So with the Justice League is really when we consider the Silver Age to begin. Mm -hmm. And that goes on until, I believe, like the 1980s. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, there is... Well, no, okay. The Silver Age is the 1970s. I'm sorry. Um, The Bronze Age is from the 70s to around, like, 85. But there's no real definition of when the Bronze Age begins. It really just... No one really knows why it happens. It's just a trend... Mm-hmm. They notice a trend and they cut off the timeline. Yeah. And now we're in the modern age, and we should really come up with a new name for it because it's been since '85. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And comics are all wild. So yeah, that's um really crazy rough. I probably missed a lot of things. I think you got the but. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um. So, getting into like the appeal of comics, mm-hmm. right? Um, you mentioned before this notion of like characters dying being killed off and then coming back as new oh characters. yes is that a plus or a con uh, that you could probably ask me on comics fans and they'll say something different because um now i i believe it probably was around the silver age but then much more in the bronze and a lot in the modern age mm-hmm. where um superheroes would be killed off but then they would survive either through a timeline change which is a whole other thing or um, just a miraculous, magical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because death doesn't mean anything in comics anymore. Mm-hmm. And anyone who reads comics on a regular just knows that. Like, in, they recently killed off one of the Robins, and everyone's like, he's going to come back. We mm-hmm. know this. Like, they used to say, comic, comic book fans used to have a saying that the um, only people who stay dead in comics are Jason Todd, Bucky Barnes and Uncle Ben and two of the three of those came back to life (laughs) so no one stays dead in comics so it kind of it's it I think a lot of it is that people are afraid to kill off characters and they're afraid to lose these time honored um, characters and they're just worried about that and that's kind of not great because it limits your writing ability Mm -hmm. but then at this point it's hard to do death meaningful unless it's a side character or a character's girlfriend, which is a whole nother yeah. thing. Yeah. Comics is a thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things where at this point, I don't know how we're going to change it, so it's just going to be a feature mm-hmm. that we're going to have to live with. Actually, legacy superheroes, oh. I think, is the solution to this. Because I, cause a lot of times when ca- they kill off superheroes, it's like... Could you explain what a legacy superhero right. is? Right. A legacy superhero is basically um, a superhero that takes up the mantle of another one's after they die or retire. So, like, um, the Flash, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, the first Flash was Jay Garrick, and that was all the way back in the 40s. Um, but the most iconic Flash is Barry Allen. But then during Infinite Crisis, I believe, Barry Allen dies probably not Infinite Crisis. There's a lot of crises mm-hmm. in comics. Things happen often, but Barry Allen dies, and then Wally West takes up the mantle. So it's just passing down the superhero identity and the costume and stuff. Um, and I think that's the best way to deal with this death problem that they have because mm-hmm. um, they just don't want to get rid of the character, but they want to do something new with the character. And I think it can be done well because it, it's done well with Spider-Man, with Miles Morales. Um, who is the new incarnation of Spider-Man, and also just give these superheroes a break. Mm-hmm. 
Like, Peter Parker's been through so much, <laughs> man. He's been th- through so much. So much. <sighs> Poor boy. This might be a bit of, like, a simple question. Right. Go for it. Who are some of your favorite superheroes in comic oh, books? Oh, comic books or superheroes? Yeah. Wait, no. Like, you're asking if what's my favorite issues of comics? I wasn't sure. I was thinking more superheroes of, Superheroes like, in general. Like, who are my favorite Either, like, a run of comics or... Superhero, um, generally. Well, I'm not, I probably shouldn't have specified because I, I'm not really good with, um, like, comic issues, picking my faves. <laughs> to start um, over with the superheroes? Yeah. Superheroes, I'm not good with picking anything. Gosh. <laughs> um, would I be basic? If, well, I really like the Bat family because um, Batman ha- actually adopts a lot of kids, which are like, mostly known as the Robins. Mm-hmm. But then there's uh, some Batgirls and Batwomen and... Um, well, there's one Batwoman, but they're, I think that whole group, I think they can be overrated, but they're fun. It's a family that fights crime and has, and they're a whole mess. Yeah. And they're great. Um, also the, uh, in Marvel, switching gears, um, the Runaways and Young Avengers are, they're issues, they're, they're issues as, of comics as well as groups of, well, they're teens, um, and it's I, maybe it's because I'm a teen, but they just appeal a lot more than the like headstrong Avengers. Old man Logan. The, oh, yes, the old these old boys who have been doing it for a while. I think both the Runaways and Young Avengers, um, their whole thing is that they're trying to figure out the superhero business, um, and there, there's a lot of like. LGBT content in the, especially in Young Avengers, are you kidding me? And Runaways, which is really awesome because it's like young and it appeals, I guess, to me as a young person. Oh, also, um, Young Justice, another one. I love Young Justice. The 90s version is my mm-hmm. fave, but I'm not, I won't be prejudiced about that. But there's the, the, two, the two different reboots are very distinct, and the 90s is the best. And yes. 90s Superboy, also another one of my favorite superheroes. See, it just comes if I talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 90s, 90s, su- 90s Superboy, great guy. Would you like to give a detailed history on one of them? On one of the, oh, goodness gracious, um, on one of those dudes? I don't know if I have the detailed history in my noggin. Um, or, just, or just like a summary of their story. Sure. Um... I'll go with Superboy, because that's more... He... I don't think a lot of people know about him, um, unless you watch the Young Justice cartoon. But that is a very different characterization. Um, so, Superboy, Connell, Connor Kent, uh, he is a clone of Superman. In some iterations, he's also a clone of, like, Lex Luthor, because, like, to stabilize the Kryptonian DNA, they needed to put human DNA... So I don't know how he's actually a clone, if he has other... Per- yeah. But it's a thing. But he was grown in a tube, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was created to be the... To defeat Superman. Because mm-hmm. he had all... He should, hypothetically, have all of Superman's powers. Um, but he gets broken out early. In the original 90s version, he gets broke... Uh, he is rescued by the newspaper boys... Um, and he gets his iconic leather jacket from them. Um, uh, in the Young Justice version, he... I, in the original Young Justice, he has the same backstory. In the cartoon, 
and the comics that came from the cartoon, he's broken out by the fledgling Young Justice. So either way, he's broken out. Um, and it's he goes through a really interesting arc, especially in the original where he doesn't really know how to be a person because he's never been a person. He was just grown, so he never had a childhood. He just emerged as a teenager. And I guess, again, the teenager appeal, but he's trying to figure out who he is and who he is like aside from Superman because that's all he really thinks of himself is mm-hmm. he's Superman that's who I am but he's not yeah. he's a clone um, and he actually begins as kind of a jerk mm-hmm. and he's a jerk to women and he's self-absorbed and he's not a great person but he grows and learns to not be so headstrong and yeah, I just love him he's yeah. a cool dude sounds very good so here's another dumb question, oh. but I'm going to phrase it in a way that sounds to make it better. Oh, sure. Um, what is your stance on manufactured competition between corporations, specifically regarding Marvel and DC? Um, I think that the... If we're talking in reference to, like, the whole Marvel versus DC debate, mm-hmm. um, I honestly am not for it. Like, I know that it, 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 when the comics first came out in the Golden Age, it really wasn't a competition. It was just, ooh, two cakes. Like them both. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, DC and Marvel started fighting a little bit um, in the mainstream, and that's when people were like, hey, we might actually, there might be something going on. I mean, at one point, DC, like, sued a different comics book, Fawcett Comics, for um, their character, Captain Marvel, because they thought it was too close to Superman. Um, and they actually won that, I think, because now, now they have the character. Mm. Oh, but I got off topic. Um, I, I don't, I'm not for the DC-Marvel debate. And, like, I think in the same vein with, like, Star Trek versus Star Wars, we don't really need to fight between two similar genres, because clearly if you like one, you're going to like the other. And, like, there is certain distinctions where, like, Marvel does this better, DC does that better. But I definitely think that the debate is so overhyped, mm-hmm. and the lines do not need to be drawn. And I think DC and Marvel, like, hyping it up is you're playing into their hands, man. Yeah. They want you to fight. They want you to be a loyal. But it's like, they're both good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we've kind of talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- what about comics appeals to you personally? Um, gosh, well, yeah, um, I think on a basic level, just um, they combine the excitement of reading a book or watching a movie with the, um, it's both an art style and a writing style. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really cool and uh, appealing. And then it's it's like its its own unique art style. And the term in in the way that not only are these one book, one issue, one character, but it's a whole connected universe. And it's um it's really fun. Uh, and then on a deeper level, it really it often does deal with real world issues and reflect our worlds. Um, Especially in terms of, like, when there's conflicts going on. I mean, obviously you saw in the Golden Age they were 
they were fighting Hitler and they were fighting um, the gangsters during the Prohibition era. Well, a little later, I don't know, around that time mm-hmm. when there was a lot of gangsters. Um, I, I have a fact, uh, actually, that I can add. Ooh. Because in the 1960s, when there was the hippies and everything was revolutionary, college revolutionists thought like the Hulk and Spider-Man were like top revolutionary icons. Um, Because the Hulk was actually an allegory because he was a dude who messed up with nuclear weapons Mm. and then now he's a danger to himself and others and America wants to take him down. So, comics always be like that. Yeah. Okay, should I... I have a story that that I kind of thought about. um, Again, off topic, but it's whatever. it's good, it's good. So my mom would read comics as a kid Mm -hmm. and... It's funny that this isn't where I got my love for comics. I just kind of fell into it. But my mom loved Aquaman. Mm -hmm. Aquaman was her favorite superhero. Her mom would buy her a comic, and she would read it. She loved it. Um, So when I started getting into comics, and I asked my mom to give me comics for Christmas or her birthday, I assumed that she would know how to do that. But what I got was, like, a whole stack of, like, issue, like, 45 from this arc and issue 12. And I'm like, Mom, I don't know why did you get me the middle of a series? Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's series in comic books? <laughs> so this woman for, well, an unspecified number of years, mm-hmm. but a good number, um, had thought that comic books were only, the story was self-contained. So Aquaman went on this little adventure in this book, and that was done. Mm-hmm. But no, they're like books. There's book one, book two, book three. And she thought, the, that's so interesting, though. Yeah. Is what she was like, um, well, I think the coolest part about comic books is first you've got to figure out what's happening. Mm-hmm. When, you read, when you start reading the beginning, you've got to figure it out. Something's happening. You're already in the action. And then after it ends, you make up your own ending. <laughs> you, you just imagine what Aquaman does next. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Mom, that's not how you comic. Mm-hmm. But okay, I don't know how you do that because if I'm – off of one episode in one ish in one arc i'm I, i'm lost yeah but she could just pick up a book read it love it put it down yeah. icon i think that's like definitely wholesome but also like it's it's both that and the knowledge <laughs> like oh that's just that's wrong it's <laughs> yeah. not it she's, it's great she's i mean she's a she's a whole thing she's great yeah so um I believe you're on the record as saying that comics right now is kind of a mess. What are your <laughs> thoughts on some of the recent... I think that's con- the exact, exact quote. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on some of the recent controversies in comics, i.e. Batman's recent debacle or um, the Captain America Hydra thing or... Ooh, that was a whole thing. Yeah. Mm, okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, honestly... I try not to have opinions on these recent controversies because, like I said, comics is a whole mess. And I try to just avoid things and be like, I'm going to go enjoy myself over here. Y'all can be crazy. Mm -hmm. Because comics can be a mess. It's what happens when you get beloved characters and a whole crew of people changing every so often to write them. You get messes. Mm -hmm. Um, The recent Batman indecency? Mm Man, I hate that this is like, this is it. This is good radio. This is what I'm reporting on, man. This is Mm -hmm. important, relevant stuff. 
I don't care, man. <laughs> it happens. We get past it. It's like whatever. And now those are vintage exclusive comics. Do they do that on purpose? Maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a more serious one, which you mentioned with when Captain America um, was revealed in this event to in a, he, there was an event in which Captain America was revealed to be part of Hydra, which is a sect of a Nazis basically uh, that survived through war, after World War II, and now they're they got super weapons and they cause horrible shenanigans in the Marvel Universe. And they said Captain America, who was invented to punch Hitler, mm-hmm. and was made by Jewish Americans, was a Nazi. That ain't cool, mm-hmm. to put it in the least. It's just you want to, they're trying to shock people, and they're trying to be new and crazy, and but you're just disrespecting what a character stands for. Like, I like when new writers take bold takes, but you ha- there is a limit. Mm-hmm. There's a limit where you have to say this is what the character stands for. You have to understand not only that the character punches and shoots and jumps around with his super friends, but he these characters stand for something and they mean something and they have meant something to so many people for so long that you need to at least be respectful of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Thanks. Um, do you have anything else you can talk about? or do you know, we're, we're pretty much hit half an hour. Oh, wow. Um, let me check my notes. Ooh. I got notes, man. I have so many notes. I prepared for this, but I think I said it all in a very um, discombobulated way. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking at my notes, there's one thing. In the Comics Code Authority that I mentioned, it's just they said you have to respect authority and you have to be nice to like, show superheroes being nice to their authority and parents because kids watch them. So. Also, for some reason, no werewolves and vampires. You weird. So if you have the superhero breaking a law or fighting a werewolf, get out of here. Mm-hmm. That was weird, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's. I think that's all I got for you. Um, superheroes, be crazy. Um. So uh, thank you for joining me. <laughs> Thank you for having me and letting me ramble for a half hour. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where can people find you online? Um, well, they can find my Twitter, um, at PBMags, with a Z. Um, Do you want to spell that? Well, I guess. PB, and uh-huh. then M-A-G, and a Z. Yeah. PB is capitalized. Um, man, I'm not really on social media, mm. but if you're in this school, you can always hit me up. Yeah. Um... It's gonna get a crowd of people asking about comics. <laughs> yeah, just come out, <laughs> come out and join me. Um, I'll get no. I will not get my phone number, but mm-hmm. if you know it, text me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you again. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for listening. On Aries is produced for the International Baccalaureate Program at Edgewood High School. Our cover art is by Hunter Sugg. You can find her on Instagram at sug underscore art. That's S-U-G-G underscore art. Our music is by Mark Johnson. This is I Am We Are Edgewood.
superheroes be crazy. Comics be crazy. Comics? They crazy. <laughs> Have you heard about these comics? Wilds up, am I right?